Welcome back to another episode of the Soundworks Collection. I'm Michael Coleman, and today I'm incredibly excited to talk with the duo composing team, The Flight, Joe Henson and Alexis Smith. And today we're going to talk about their newest project, Gotham Knights, the uh, open world continuation of The Dark Knight. And we're going to talk about the game. We're going to go into the incredible tasks that they had. Um, but first of all, Joe and Alexis, welcome to the Soundworks Collection. It's a pleasure Hi. to be here. Nice to meet you, Michael. So first of all, let's start off with the flight, the name. Where where did it come from? What does it represent? And and what is it like being a composing team for the both of you? Well, we when we first um, decided to to get together and work together permanently rather than our individual names, we'd both we'd both worked for a while. We'd both worked for for ten twelve years individually. Um, so we really wanted to mark. Um, the beginning of our adventures together in a different way rather than just combining our names which are you know not that not, not that interesting names <laughs> we wanted to, we wanted to have a feel of a of a of a um not not so much a band but like a producing duo you know like the chemical brothers or like orbital or somewhere like that you know we wanted to have we wanted to have that kind of a feel because that's the kind of background we come from and we wanted to take that into our composing journey. So, so we thought we'd give ourselves a name rather than, rather than just, you know, our two names. Something and, to, yeah. Something to hide behind almost. We, 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 we never, neither of us ever kind of wanted our names and lights as individuals really. So it's always, it was always seemed like a not good idea. I think it's simpler, a, it's simpler yeah, as well. It's exactly. not, it's not in, in the world of um, composing this it's mostly single names. So, so we, it's it's always a bit of a mouthful sticking two things together, and people don't know who does what or everything. So I think it's just simpler just to have a you know have a a, a, a name, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. You know, looking at some of the more recent projects over the years that you guys have been involved with, some really big ones: Alien Isolation, Horizon Zero Dawn, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and now obviously Gotham Knights. What was the original goal when you guys did come together? Did you establish a you know, a, a core interest between the both of you of focusing on video games or how did it naturally evolve in, into that? It's, it's interesting. We, we, so my, my background is very much the, the music industry of just working with, with artists and, and in, in studios and making records. Joe's was more from, um, a, a, he was a touring bass player and then he, and then he got into TV music. Um, and when we first got together we ended up we we said well we'll just start we won't rock the boat too much we'll see how this goes and you know we just worked on each other's individual stuff for a while until we got kind of going more and and you know found our studio found our workflow but then yes very very clearly it was quite an exciting time in that sort of 20 about 2010 we got together yeah. properly wasn't it and it was quite an exciting time there was the 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 um the generation of consoles which could play music, you know, recorded music, like without any limitations, were just starting to come in, and and it was something that we were always interested in. And we we knew a couple of people like um, Harry Gregson Williams yeah, and, and a couple Rupert, of other yeah. people who had who had who had done some of the first kind of really sort of big budget, big production um, game scores. And we knew as soon as we kind of saw that was a thing, now we knew that that was something we wanted to do. I mean, we didn't. We didn't have any in in into it to begin no. with, and and so it was it was very much 
a, a, a dream rather than a, a reality. Yeah, it was, but, it um, was Rupert Gregson Williams who, who initially said this, this to me, you know, this would be an interesting thing. You should have a look at this, guys. And then when we, we were out at GDC and we'd been working on a, we'd done some, a few little games and it felt like they, they'd gone full bandwidth. They were, they, the games were sounding like films and they were looking for somebody who maybe didn't sound like films, maybe who's somebody who had a slightly different angle on things. So it was good timing for us in, in that respect. So everyone we met, then we said what we did and, and where we came from. And they, were, they said, everyone seemed, it pricked up their ears a bit. Well, oh, you're not from films, you're, you're from bands and stuff. And that, that, that seemed to help us as well. Did you find that um, making that transition? Because I'm also looking at, you, you know, you have a handful of credits for TV and obviously your, you know, combined credits on working on music, you know, a lot of programming, a lot of remixes, a lot of collaborations with with really incredible artists. Uh, what did you take from that work and want to apply to video? Because video games are so, so uniquely different when it comes to production and deliverables and how you craft and create music. How could you take any of that previous knowledge and apply it to, you know, this the video game material? It's at the end of the day, even, even with video games, we are still sitting down or standing yeah. up and we, are, and we are writing music and we don't do it. We don't actually do it in any different way no. than, than working on records, you know, or, or, or writing for TV. It's still, we still write the music. Yes, you have to deliver it in a different way and yes, you have to, you get inspiration from different sources and, and you have um, to be aware of the systems as well. Yeah. Slightly, but, but, it, but we are still writing, you know, intrinsically we're writing in the same way. And, and all that, you know, 10, 12 years of working in other bits of the music industry before, well, that, that gave us our 10,000 hours, you know, that, that, that taught, that taught us how to write music, how to work with people just as important as, writing music and um how how the business works how yeah relationships you know, is very yeah, important how, to you us. know contacts knowledge um musician contacts you know everything it was, a, it was a it was a it was actually really useful to be able to kind of do your um apprenticeship and, and early years in one side of the industry yeah. so that when we appeared when we wanted to make a mark in the video game um scoring we didn't have to, we didn't have to start from the bottom. You know, yeah. we, we already had, we had a set of credits that were interesting yeah. that, and that, that weren't just, Oh, we want to find our first game. You know, people looked at us and thought, Oh, okay, this, this could be quite, this is quite interesting. Yeah. You know, we could try out these guys on something. So there, there is a, there is a, 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 sometimes you get, I especially get lost in the game and Alexis is very good at re reminding us, reminding me of where we came from and, and the way we like working was when we were working with bands. And we always try and apply that, that way of working to, to whatever we're doing. And that could be either us, you know, sometimes we're, we're hammering it on working in two separate rooms and we, we get lost in that kind of working on, on our own. And Alexis is very good at saying, come on, let's just get back into the room together. Let's pull some people in and write how music should be written. And music, best music, I feel. It's written by groups of people in the room. Rather well, that's that's how we own. both, you know, yeah. we both started in the very late nineties yeah. um, when it was a lot more. You know, there, there wasn't so much people just working on their own in in rooms making because you can do everything in a room on your own now. You yeah. can, but there wasn't so much then, and and that was like so. What we were kind of trained and 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 
kind of had our first experiences in that way. And I think that stuck with both of us. You know, when we both, when we formed the flight, it was because we didn't want to just work on our own. You know, we wanted to have, even if it's just a small team, just the two of us, you know, we wanted to have a team. We wanted to have a, you know, something that felt like, like a band, <laughs> you know, yeah. just to, someone to share the journey with. Yeah. You know? This game, Gotham Knights, has been in development for a long time. It hasn't been something that just came out of nowhere. Like, we've known about it for many years. What do you see when you see yourself? A sidekick? A liability? A monster? A pale imitation? I see more. Master Bruce saw more. He saw the future of Gotham. When we first got the game back in 2019, 2019, it was... That was... 2019. 2019. Yeah, that, that seems like ancient It was ancient history. Yeah. The world has changed since then. But, but we, our, one of our first things was looking at comic books and how how comic books keep on they keep on re rebooting the stories and it, mm. it's kind of a, it's almost a new thing in cinema where you know the marvel and the dc films and, and people are still getting their heads around how can you have these batman films and then suddenly there's a new batman film and it and the comics they do that and it's the same it's the mm. same in the in the um in the games as well, well we're you can starting have a completely to get different yeah long enough now aren't we that, that they are starting to do that in the, in the yeah. games series as well yeah. yeah but as we say we started that and before lockdown and then did a lot of the production while while in lockdown which which for a duo who liked working as a pair that was suddenly very different we were working mm. from our individual homes after doing homeschooling and you know in the evenings um so that was it was an interesting process yeah I, you know talking with various creative teams over you know the past year or two and understanding how it's impacted creative process and scoring you know remote scoring there's pros and cons to the fact that now you know, there's plenty of composers who are, you know, maybe here, even in the United States, LA or New York or wherever, who are now virtually remoting in. Did you guys find that that pausing, did it allow you more time? Did it allow you to get gain a new perspective? How did it impact your overall deliverable? Because I feel like this game, um, it's massive. It, there's so much, there's so much going on. I could just imagine you guys would be working on it for your, you know, your life. It taught us. It taught us a lot because we hadn't. We'd been working together in the same, you know, studio, the same room for for a good sort of eight eight years solid, hadn't yeah. we? And so, and so it was. It was strange for us to begin with, but um, you know, thanks to modern technology and and you yeah. know fast internet. I mean, if it hadn't been for fast internet, it would have been a nightmare. But but we tried to keep our our workflow as similar as possible is just just that rather than being you know my my computer being in there and joe's computer being in here we were we were about eight miles apart you yeah. know but but we tried to keep things as similar as possible obviously yeah. it was it was it did slow things down and it was a challenge at times because you were you're in the home environment which isn't the same as being in your professional environment no. you know you just a lot of other things to think about there was obviously a lot of, um, you know, at least in the early, early days of it as well, there was a lot of, you know, it was kind of this very sort of unsettling it was, atmosphere, it was incredibly which, is, stressful, which yeah. is very difficult to, to, to be creative and, and, you know, and just think about something like music when, 
there was a lot of people dying and there was a lot of bad things going yeah. on, you know. So, so but Gotham Knights, it will always have a, quite a special place to us because it was our, it was our rock and it was our yeah. um, you know, lifeboat in a storm. Yeah. You know, it was our reminder of what we'd, what we'd done and what we were doing yeah. when we were suddenly bedroom musicians again, yeah. <laughs> you know, from like, you know, after, after being, you know, quite successful being cast back to what it was like when we were 20 yeah. sitting in a bedroom with a bed in it, loads of washing drying <laughs> on a tiny little rig with your kids downstairs. And, doing, and doing, a zoo, doing a Zoom meeting with Warner Brothers and literally off camera, there was my pile of laundry. and Oh, everyone did. Yeah. Everyone had that. Yeah. It, it, it suddenly it's made you strange. feel sort of amateur again. Yeah, and cottage, in, cottage it was, industry. It was, um, yeah, it was very difficult to kind of get, keep a perspective on it and remember what you're doing. And every so often, you know, we'd, we did the launch trailer from home and that was great because suddenly, you know, there was something that came out and the world yeah. saw it and you thought, right, okay, yeah, I remember this what is we're doing thing, here. Yeah. Yeah. A wise cracking disappointment. Is that all you see when you see yourselves? Because I see more. Master Bruce saw more. He saw greatness. He saw potential. He saw the future of Gotham. What was the first point of contact? How, did you guys have to demo for the project when they first were interested in collaborating with you guys? They actually, they, they came looking for us. They, the, the music supervisor really liked what we'd done on Horizon Zero Dawn. So they did actually come, they came to our door. But we were, we did, we did do a, we did do a, a, a pitch because it's, it's good to do that for, for a, a game this big that you're going to be working on for a long time because you need to make sure that, it's it's quite a good way of just checking that you're not on completely different wavelengths yeah. because it's probably better if you're on completely different wavelengths to maybe not do it. It's so. we, we we never mind the pitch process. I know a lot of people feel uneasy about it, but we 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 enjoy because it's you get to you some of the personalities you see mm. if you fit with them in a personality way. You musically you see if you're gelling as well. Some of the pitches you do you have to do revisions so that they're, they're testing out your how you work and things. And I, it's always a good way of just testing the water it, on, a, the on a game on a on a long project. Yeah, it's fine. Um, shorter projects, not so it's much nowadays. Just to get but, stuck in. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but you've got to kind of treat it. We always treat the pitch as just right. We're starting this project now, which can be difficult if. You know, if it's something new and you don't really don't know whether you're going to do it or not, yeah. but but with this, we knew we knew they wanted us to work on it. We wanted to work on it, so we just saw it as the beginning of it. Yeah. You know, they they had to just prove to their bosses that that we were the people to do it. You know, yeah. So once Warner Brother Games Montreal said we'd love to work with you guys, what do they start to show you? What do they start to feed you visually to help support kind of the direction and tone for? Well, the, well, the first thing we did was was um, and what we always did is we we went out and went to the studio and met everyone yeah. and played played the game in the state that it was in. Yeah. It was actually in quite a it was a good name. quite an advanced state because they had to do this um, vertical uh, slice vertical slice yeah. sort of proof concept. So so they had. A, a chunk of the game that was almost up to yeah. like full um, 
full production level. So we could play that. We'd get a pretty good sense of it. And um, We spent spent about a week there. Yeah. We, we usually do, um, with, especially if it's over in the States or in, or in Canada, we come out for a week, spend, you know, get to know the team, meet as many people as we can, get to talk to as many different, you know, like the even the, the fight choreographer guys, you know, any, anybody who... Who's in, as many people as we can who are involved. Yeah, and that's a good. That's good because they, they. It's better for them to be able to know who's making the music as well. That because they'll, they'll keep hearing it as it goes along, but for them to put a name to a face, it's always important to get your face around it through, through as many doors as you can, just so people have a pick. Otherwise, for us, for us alien as well, music yeah. coming in. Yeah, well, often, exactly. often you know we'll meet everyone at the very beginning before we've really started. Then we'll we will work just probably usually just with the music supervisor and the audio director yeah. for you know uh, between one and three years and then we'll see everyone again at the launch party and, yeah. that, and that's yeah. that's that's it you know so h- how do they divide up because you know within this game for people who aren't familiar you it's not batman we have red hood robin batgirl nightwing and then you know on the villain side you have a whole nother, you know, the Court of Owls, Mr. Freeze, Harley Quinn, Clayface. This is not a very simple one theme, one character. We're following them through a linear path. How do they even want to have you guys create themes or different, you know, different iterations of themes for all the characters that were going to be presented in the game? We started with the the, the four knights um, and because that was, that's where the, the player's going to spend most of their time in the open world um, fighting um, criminals and goons and stuff in the in in the gotham streets and so we so we had to get a a a sonic blueprint a sonic identity for each of those for each of the four main characters so that's how that's how we started and then and then once we'd got them and with in in doing that we'd kind of got the overall you know what types of music do we need for each thing then we went through the villains who have who each got their own very particular sound and um, themes and everything, and then you know once we'd got all that, we had we had strong themes for the villains, strong themes for the for the knights. We had an overall sense of Gotham itself. So then when we did all the cinematics, which was like scoring a film or two in, yeah. in its own right, and kept us busy for the almost the, the whole sort of last eighteen months of the project. Yeah. We had all the themes of the characters, so we could score those in quite a traditional, yeah. you know, TV film type way, um, which was really good. Yeah, for us, because it was like working on a on a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, just looking through the cues. I mean, I I only see a handful of cues, you know, within the the soundtrack, but I know that there's, you know, like you're saying, the cinematics in of itself is a whole another, you know, job in and of itself. How do you guys regiment between the two, or how, yeah, how do you guys basically divide between the two of you? Because when I listen to the, your compositions, there's tons of elements of electronic um, instrumentation. There's lots of you know brass and strings and all the you know expected sounds that comes from the, the orchestra.
how do two minds combine and how do you divvy up the responsibilities? Yeah. What, what's your process really? Well, if we told you that, that would be all our secrets. <laughs> we have, we have, we have, we have, we have, we have very separate skills, but we also meet in the middle in a yeah, lot of places lot. as well. It's, it's, it's like that. And, um, sometimes, sometimes we start things together and then, then work on them separately. Sometimes we start things separately and then work them together. But every piece is a combination of yeah. both of us. Um, on Gotham, there wasn't really any any fixed thing on Gotham, was there? Most no. of the orchestration you'll hear, a Joe, and most of the kind of I do the emo. I do the. I do. If anyone cries or gets sad, I like. I do. Don't go. It yeah. goes. It's an emotional stuff. You can do some emotional. Stuff. And most of the kind of the heavy um, program percussive stuff is is me, but we 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 swap over as well. You know, we don't. We we try. You know, we keep. Both of us keep keep listening. You know, well, the only way you learn new things is by listening to other people's music and 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 taking on things and listening and listening. And um, you know, we both have we both we listen to a lot of the same music, but we also listen to a lot of different yeah. music as well. So we're always we're always growing ourselves and we're and always, bringing different things, yeah. different things. And it, and it's it. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we work in a room together, and it's really difficult to explain. And we tag team. Other times we would we will sit and just talk about what we're going to do, and because we've worked together so long, we basically can hear the same thing in each other's heads. Yeah, we've done a lot and of music can, together, so we know what each other's going to do. Then you know? one of us can start on something and then tag team onto that. Or the other times we will split a cue into chunks, and you go, "I'll do the beginning, you work on this section, mm. and then we'll do something together at the end." And we we kind of cross fertilize yeah. between that. It's all different ways of doing things. And it's and it's and now now we're on these massive projects with you know that have a lot of time pressure and stuff it's just it's just brilliant it's like just having we, we do double the amount of stuff and, yeah yeah same time we have you know, without we, having to without having to teach a, a, an assistant it is, it, we're, 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 it is very it's quite high it's quite high energy when we work together we had someone working with us recently in the room and you could see he was kind of like oh my god because we were kind of but we, it's not fair because we know each other so yes, well exactly uh, we, it's not it's not like you know when when we work with someone we haven't worked before. Of course, we you know we slow things down and we and we yeah. and you you know you do things the way you always you know you have to you know you you have to work like at a normal speed yeah. and and you know talking about but we know each other so well. It's all it's not it's you know we we can cut out a lot of the i mean that, that's what i'll say is you know that is one of the biggest challenges of obviously in, incorporating um other collaborators or there's a process there's kind of a, an unspoken communication that you guys have you know just from the experience when people do want to get into the industry you know when they reach out to me they say oh do you have any suggestions or feedback and it's just like really just being in the room and experiencing how one works and and just taking that in is kind of like some of the best teachings we were we were both very lucky to have worked with in very in rooms with quite in rooms with people who were who were, who were entrenched in the industry and i'm really good at what they and did. super yeah. professional yeah. no you have to have that you have to have that because you have to see you have to see it happening and it in it being reality and you it's not to, just the writing it, it's how they are with clients and yeah. how and, and and how they work in the industry and it's being around just and seeing, how they handle teams and yeah. how they treat people you yeah know, it's, it's yeah it's super important we have we have um collaborators we have we have two or three people that we that we've um starting to 
you know, as again, as, as we take on bigger projects, you know, we know we, 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 you, you, it's very difficult to do everything yourselves yeah. nowadays when it's, we're doing a eight part, eight part Netflix or a, or a, or a large video game or two video games at the same time, which we were doing through lockdown. Now you've got to have other people. And, but we, but we, we choose those other people not to, not to just to do the things that, that, that we do. We find people that can do stuff that we can't do yeah. and adding, adding new bits to our, to our sound. And, and that's, that's really exciting. It was, we hope, hope to do more of that. It was lovely future. actually at the end, at the end of the project doing, um, doing some of the sessions recording sessions and, and sat in the room going, this is such, it, it finally felt like our team had come together and we had all, all the people we could see working with for, for a long time. Well, in also in, um, on Odyssey, um, you know, set in the ancient Greek world, you know, we, we had, we wanted to use a lot of um, ancient Greek like instruments in it, but um, you know, neither me or Joe, are particularly good players of things like that. So we got our friend, Mike Georgiadis in and and he is a is a brilliant player, but more importantly, he's he's someone who could just pick up an instrument, spend a few hours with it, and, and learn how to play it. Yeah, and so he took on that on on Odyssey. He took on the 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 job of of getting all the instruments, being able to tune them and and play them. You know, so that so that when we whenever we wanted to play them in cues, then then he was there. They, they do it, and that we didn't have to spend ages comping something no. together that we played. Or, that was a or game we couldn't Finding have, fake versions. We know. couldn't have done that that game in lockdown because that really was a collaborative thing with the three of us in the room. Yeah, but on recording. Recording. Every, every cue is just live, yeah. live recording. Yeah, I see that. I mean, you know, looking at some of these images from your sessions, what, what studio was that and, and when did that happen? So on on Gotham, on, on Odyssey, we did everything here. We did we did um, some drum recordings at Angel. Angel yeah. We did a choir recording in Bulgaria. Bulgaria. And on um, Gotham Nights, we did a string session at Angel. We love Angel Studios. It's 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 in a lovely um, um, area of London. We've we both worked there for for years and years, and, we, and they've got a lovely team there. It's a lovely room, and it's yeah, it's, it's a great studio. When you get to the scoring stage. How do you find, because obviously, you know, you have an orchestrator, you have a room full of support staff and people there. Are you still making nuance changes? Do you still find yourself in the right, in the right mindset? Everyone is. And that, that was, that's what was amazing about, uh, and I found it quite moving was, was everyone from Jake on, on the desk to, to the, the, you know, cellists and the music, everyone was making, was making suggestions and changing things. Everyone in the room was, was, was doing, and it was, and everyone seemed, invested in what we were doing which was which i found quite quite moving it was it was a brilliant experience and, and that obviously with a game you can't score everything it's not like with a film score where, right. where you just top to bottom record it you, you have to pick the important parts and because yeah. or else we would have literally been there for months and, and yeah no one's got that sort of a budget yeah um so we picked for gotham we picked the um the most important cutscenes. so yeah. so you know, you could record them just like cues of music in a film. Um, and then um, the ending uh, battle, fight, fight, the ending combat pieces, yeah. just to give the end um, as as much gravitas as possible. You can't, yeah. Hopefully you can't yeah. hear the diff- too much of a difference between the live stuff and the stuff that we've programmed mm. as well.
focusing on the monumental task of creating a main title theme. When did that happen? What, when were you presented with like, well, you guys should think about a main title theme? And they, they mentioned it at the beginning, and we 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 wrote something for the for the for the um, for the trailer. The launch trailer. The launch trailer. And the announced trailer. The announced trailer. And then we just kept on sneaking it in throughout the project. And then at the end, when they said, right, we need a theme, we'd already done it. Yeah. And we, we just we just pieced it together. And they were so... It, it's very difficult sometimes to sell a theme... At the beginning. At the beginning, yeah. out of the blue. But we'd already been sneaking it in for, you know, the, the duration of the game. So by the time we gave them the theme, they'd already heard it. Yeah. And it was... It, they, they didn't even question it. Really. No. No, but that's because it was kick It was, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> the style of what you're presenting in this theme is... It's familiar, but yet it's it's uniquely different in the sense of when the brass comes in and you hear the horns, ah, I'm in a world of, I, I know yeah, what this world Gotham. is. Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. So wh- where do you find that sound? Because it's like people, when they know it, they know it. And, and, and someone will say, ah, this is great. Like what you guys are, you know, itching at is is right on. Like, how do you, how, how did you kind of sneak into the world of, of Batman and DC without basically just taking someone else's musical material. I f- have a theory that all Batman music goes all the way back to the TV show. The is where the ostinatos come from. Batman, the big brass thing. And you've got you've got and then you have a scale that you kind of work in as well. Um, for me, Gotham is that brooding brass. Always since I was a big fan of the Dark Knight, since that, that, that low brooding brass is is Gotham City. But then we've got these younger characters who are oh, it sounds cheesy, but they're bringing the light and they're 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 a more youthful thing. So we kind of what's quite interesting is that 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 piece that you're listening to that's on the soundtrack as the main theme. Yeah, that was actually that wasn't the that wasn't the first, that was like the last version of the main theme yeah. we wrote, which was which was kind of bringing it full circle. We actually wrote that theme on since in in yeah. in on the journey with the with the with the knights. So actually that is like a that's like okay, you know, and they said it at the very end, it's one of the last pieces we yeah. did, wasn't it? A, a yeah. more a more traditional orchestral arrangement of yeah. our theme. And because that theme, I think one of the reasons it does sound original, does sound different, because it wasn't written. It wasn't, wasn't actually written for, written an, orchestra, for yeah. an orchestra. It was yeah. written on since. Yeah. And and so and then and then Joe's very like very skillfully um arranged it on that. But we're still that's that's what keeps we've given that's it what makes lot, it not a lot sound of room. We've given it doesn't a lot sound of room. classical, it sounds no. the last yeah. very last piece of music we wrote was the menu music. So when you the first thing you hear when you load up the game is the last thing we wrote, which is which I thought was quite interesting. Let's just talk about tempos for a moment because I feel that I don't know what what tempos you guys are using throughout, but it's not it, it like all these cues are jumping. We're jumping into action, into high, um, you know, combat modes, and I feel like the tempos you have to keep the the pace going, but you can't yeah. just like stay there the whole time because it becomes tiring. How do you guys yeah. manage your tempo maps, or just thinking about? you know giving it the action moment but not like killing the audience the sort of games that we've been doing these open world rpgs the player is going to spend a lot of time 
yeah. in combat, in Horizon, in Odyssey, in, in Gotham Knights as well. And yeah, you don't want it to get too exhausting. Um, so I think it's not just, just a question of tempo. You have to have the tempo, um, the tempo lift from, and in all of those games, you've kind of, you've we your... kind of see it. It's, it's mostly a sort of three-step thing. It's mostly yeah. the, the, the exploration, you know, which we always try and pull the tempo down for, for in, in order to be able to get it up a bit when things start getting tense and you're sneaking around, but, you know, maybe doing a bit of stealth, you know, just getting danger. And then you can really give it a, give it a whack when, when you go into combat. So that you feel, so that the player feels the difference. And so, and so when they come out of combat and it goes back down again, you know, they feel, we, they I, feel peaceful again. But, but I think just the tempo is just as important as, as, um, as still keeping space. In, in that music, you know, there's, there's, it can't be too dense. The arrangement of it, it's got to be dynamic and, and powerful and, and and exciting. But you don't want it ever to get too thick because then you just start fighting against all the other noises. Yeah, and and it just gets exhausting. It I, ends I'm, up like wallpaper. I'm not a very good, especially um, boss battles. I'm not a very good game player, and I've I've so I get stuck in fights for quite a long time. So I'm quite aware of that how annoying it can be if you're if you're finding something really frustrating if the music is super repetitive or super high velocity mm. it can become so stressful in that the piece has got to have ebbs and flows yeah. around it yeah um so we always do we always try and because different different companies have different systems of, of, of you know how how they do their music and uh, combat yeah, music yeah. but we always try and we always try and get them to let us just have have a bit of space so that we can, you know, because maybe maybe when we're presenting them a piece and it's and it goes down, you know, quite a lot and then it goes up and they might say, oh no, that's going to lose, you know, that's going to lose impetus. Actually, it's much more it's much more natural when you're playing because because the the sound design and the and the intensity of the combat isn't losing for the music to kind of. You know, do big bits and then come back, and to, it, that's actually a lot more powerful, we think, than than it just being full on all the time. But um, an important thing as well for, for people, it, 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 all of this stunt stuff is done by feel. Not, not, it's mm. not a, it's not a mathematical equation, or a, it's all about how. And we will be, will be, you know, sometimes halfway through writing something, we'll think, let's just bring it down in tempo a bit, or let's bring it up a bit, mm. or, or you can look at some animation, especially not. Just find me sometimes just the music for exploration. If somebody walks really quickly and the exploration music is at the wrong tempo, you're either slowing them down too much or you're so, but it's all done on feeling. None of, none of it's like an equation or a mathematical thing if there's X meeting. Although most of, most of Gotham is over 140. Yes. <laughs> is it? Okay, one more. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to watch because the faster the tempo you go, the more music you've got to write. Yes, you've got to be really careful. <laughs> yeah, more notes. So action music at 100 would be great. But... Yeah. A lot of times when these games come out, um, the studio will, will, will release gameplay footage and they'll show you like a taste, like a cut down sequence. And one of them was this kind of permafrost sequence with uh, Mr. Freeze. And what I found was music is uh, a constant as much as sound design and what the sound effects team is doing, but the combination of the visuals and the tone that they're trying to build, there's like an incredible moment that happens as you like ascend this tower of this like storm going on. Field disruptors in place. It's charging. 
Get away from my storm engine! Is that what you're calling it? You don't want to be on the roof when this disruptor goes off, trust me. Irrelevant! I already have what I need. The storm has risen over Gotham. Nothing can stop it! We'll see about that. Mr. Freeze, that whole section was quite a complicated... We did that quite early on in the game as well. And it was a complicated... Because there's a lot of sound design there. Yeah. There's a lot of sound and noise and in there. And they did, they did give us... They did give us... Um, something like that. They, they did give us... Um, if not... I mean, they, they didn't give us the actual sound design that was, that was going to be in. But they gave us pointers. They told us what they wanted to be. And, yeah. And, and it's just a question of like what we avoid, what they avoid. But but it is a it is a point with games where it, it it's a good point that you're talking about there because we um, you know we'll come in and, and because we haven't actually got the sound design, yeah. we're probably in our first draft. We'll probably fill it up too much. You know, we'll do we'll do everything with music, and then it will go back to them and they'll say, oh, well, we're going to have. We're going to have this noise here and this noise here, and this is going to do that. And we go, okay, all right. So we need to work around that. So it may be that there's, you know, they're focusing on the low frequency, in which case we'll focus on the high frequency, or vice versa. And or or if or if they say, um, like with freeze, when when we're going up to his machine, they said, you know, we've got quite a constant yeah. um, sound design going on. So we thought, okay, let, we'll do some music that's just little things like poking. You know, we had these drums, these really distorted live drums, didn't we? That yeah. were just poking in and out, just to just some way of we 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 hope that the, <laughs> the two things will go together. But we've got they've got to find, each find their own space. Yeah, I mean, and, and really cutting. We did cutting synths that really cut through the, all the yeah. all the frequencies because we knew there was going to be this racket going on, yeah. this, this wind and weather noise. And then also. As a side for, for me, on, on Mr. Freeze was the first time I went, oh, yeah, it's, this is a cartoon, isn't it? This is Mr. Freeze. So when he comes in and all his cinematics are pretty over the top, we've got choirs going because he's he's lamenting the loss of his wife, but it's also, he's Mr. Freeze. And they do have to, they have to be over the top again because yeah. there's, there's so much sound. So design. much noise going yeah. on. So we, we gave full whack in the cinematics. Mm-hmm. And for you guys, when you are composing, I mean, a lot of times for video games is tradition, not traditional. It's just common that people are wearing headphones. They're not, it's not stereo. They can be in surround. They can be really immersive. How did you guys find um, in terms of what the studio wants you to deliver and what the breadth and dynamics of what the score you are creating? Like, how do you guys delicately balance that knowing that, you know, a lot of times people are going to be playing like the new, the new generation systems we're not compressing as hard. We have more dynamics. Yeah, how, how do you guys kind of keep that in the back of your head in terms of the gamer's experience of what you guys are going to be delivering? When you're doing games, you have to trust the kind of final, um, the final balance of of everything Sonic to the developer. We can only mix the music how we think the music should sound. Yeah, and then and then you know we we do. We mix our music like we mix all of our music, and then we hand them the stems, and yeah. and they sometimes do quite a lot with that, and sometimes don't. Sometimes just use our stereo, sometimes, but but I, th- but I think we can't because we are delivering as we go along on a game. 
you can't really get into that level of detail but also with the final finish also, thing. But you have to you have to trust them. Too sometimes with and, and and in film as well. Sometimes if if you if you go into the surrounds too much or you you start feeding stuff to the LFE or the center speaker, you can get in the way. So we, I think you know a lot of the time it's good just to work in stereo, let them, if they want to blow it up into surround a little bit, but just try and keep out of the way, really. Otherwise, you're going to get ducked in the mix or you're going to get things muted. And, and when we've, we've done things in the, in the past where, you know, people we were working with was putting a lot of stuff in the surrounds and it was kind of like, this is just going to get muted because there's so much important mm-hmm. sound design. If your score starts appearing behind people, unless it's um, in the room, it's supposed to be in the room, it's, it's, it's just going to get muted. So you, you've, got, you've got to keep out of the way. All the, all the experienced well. teams we've worked with, want, they want the music in stereo yeah. and, 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 they, and they just want the stems. And then, then we trust them to use our music yeah. in a, in a, in a, um, you know, sympathetic way to and the game because that's that's the most important thing. You know, we'll we'd have you know we've got the soundtrack album and that's how we mix the tracks. You know, when we were writing them, but but in the game, the game player's got to support the player's experience yeah. and, and they, they know what they're doing with that. It's also an exciting time when we when we finally get to play the game is to see how we, you know we've written music and you we rarely hear it back and apart from the cinematics, we yeah. hear, rarely hear it back how it was written. And that's really exciting to hear what's what's been. Yeah, because it's done. a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Apart from the cinematics, you know, a lot of the time it's got to, you know, we won't. A, a fight might last eight minutes, but we're we're not writing an eight minute piece. Yeah, you know, and and an exploration of of a level. You know, player might spend half an hour exploring a level, but we might have done three three minute pieces and then given them stems, and then they'll make yeah. longer, um, you know, cut down versions out of them, which is. You know, it's cool. But, you know, I think if you're going to do game scores, you have to be you have to be like this about handing over stems. A lot of composers don't like handing over stems. They don't like their music being heard in any other way than than how they did it. And and maybe then video games aren't for them. But but we're we're really so used that, to yeah. we, we were we were used to. I mean, I think it probably goes back to like remixing days of um, you know when we were doing records in the that really don't mind if if a record that i've done then gets chopped up and remixed and, and made into something else you know i yeah. think that's exciting and i like doing that to other I like doing that to other people's stuff so um yeah yeah games is a very collaborative um process and it's it's, it's always exciting yeah. seeing, seeing what's done with but we we have had we've been lucky we've worked with some really talented yeah. um music supervisors on on the last the last few games we've worked yeah. on um and they come up with that I mean, it's amazing what they do. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to do it. Yeah. Um, but they, they've used our music in really interesting ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that the game has been out, it's been kind of you know in the rearview mirror for you guys. What's your takeaway from this project? What was unique and different, and what do you just appreciate about the opportunity of working on it? The main thing was 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 working in in lockdown with it. No, the main thing was learning how to write superhero music. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. We, that was that was a big yeah. that was a big that was a big learning curve is to yeah. is, is to A learn superhero music and then then mm. the DC universe specific superhero That was our music. first um you know it's a it's such a big thing now, isn't it? That most most composers, you know, have have, have worked on something either related to Marvel or DC now and, and this was our step into it and it was it was great, wasn't it? We'd We'd not done anything like that before. Yeah. We'd worked on big games um, IPs, but um, but this is 
you know, superhero thing is something that stretches over all forms of. But it's media, funny. There's stuff it? you don't. We don't really think mm. about. I, I'd never thought, what is superhero music? And then suddenly, oh shit! Actually, yeah, what is superhero music? Mm. We had. And we really learned a lot. Mm. Um, and 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 it made us listen to a lot of a lot of scores. Watch not all just the films. yeah, but not just in a in a punt way. Actually, like really like looking at you know quite in depth about. Yeah. A, how different composers have treated it differently and, yeah. and then finding our own take on it. It was, it was really interesting. Yeah. It's so great to meet both you guys, Joe and Alexis. For everyone, go check out Gotham Knights. It's out now on, on all the expected platforms and game systems. So yeah, congratulations, you guys. Really, really great to talk with you. It's been great. Thanks, Thank Michael. you so much. Yeah.